Welcome to Conversations with the Kubas. Let's talk family, faith, and marriage. Pull up a chair and let's talk. Hey, everybody. How are you? Hey. You're tuned in to Conversation with the Kubas. I am Edison Kuba, and my lovely co host is who? I am Denise Kuba, guys. How are you guys today? I hope you guys are excited um, about the podcast episode that we have in store. Um, just to give you a little bit of background information about who we are, I am Edison Kuba, and um, we I met my lovely wife in high school, in uh, high school. roughly, uh, I want to say, what, 2005? 2005 yeah, is when we started dating. And, um, we started dating. I, I fell in love with her, and, <laughs> and I followed her all the way from... Um, from the great city of Orlando to a small town. In North Augusta, no, North Augusta, South Carolina. So big city to small town. But love will make you do that, though. It will. We're so excited about this podcast. We've been married for 10 years now. We've been together for um, 13 years. And we get asked quite often all kind of marriage advice, um, marriage tips. You know, we're not experts by any means necessary, but we, 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 we are honest, we're transparent, and we love to see people being successful and being happy in their marriages. So that is what this podcast is going to be about. It's just us sharing our hearts, answering questions. Um, eventually, we'll get to interview some other couples, but we're excited for you guys just to sit down and have a conversation with us. So that's just who we are. Um, a funny thing about this podcast is that we have been trying to get this started for a while um, since I think August 25th was our original yes, launch day man. and it has been a go, yeah, we recorded and it was deleted and then we just had all kinds of technical issues. So we're happy that we're now figuring this thing out and we are moving forward to bring you guys amazing content. Yeah. I'm so excited. And, uh, like my wife said, we, it's been a, it's been a journey, uh, getting this podcast episode up and, um, it's, but I just know that whenever you have, we face adversity and, and you face different, you know, you know, obstacles that God is ultimately trying to say, you know, that's what it is that he wants you to do. So uh, I'm excited. Uh, I feel like what better place to start this podcast and to start with uh, marriage expectations. Absolutely. But before we do so, we're going to do a segment that is uh that it's going to be something that we do uh, throughout all our episodes. Absolutely. And it's called, I want to call it marriage around the world. Cause I love to read stories um, from different people around the world. A lot of them that most of the time they're on social media, but you'll hear a story of somebody or some couple that makes you understand that there is still love out there, that there is, there is that contrary to what the world wants to make you believe that there are still people out here who have amazing marriages, who love, love is real. Like I want you guys we to believe love. in love. <laughs> and so this is marriage around the world. Like I said, you guys, if you, some people tag me, you'll share it. It'll be something I see, but a story about marriages that just make your heart smile. So this story that I'm reading, most of you guys have probably already heard about it. Um, I came across it um, a few weeks ago. It's about a guy. His name is Luther, Luther Younger, and he's an elderly gentleman, I think around 99 years old. But he's been married to his wife, Waverly, and he walks six miles round trip every day to go visit her in the hospital six miles Man, in your 90s to go and see your wife because she's in the hospital i mean that is love that that's is that love. unconditional sickness and in health type of love i think his wife at has 99 let's, at let's, 99, let's deal with that right babe, there 99 so is like you know amazing. he's walking at 99 that's a miracle that, right <laughs> the fact that he's even walking and has his mind 
and it's awesome. So I just love that. And I loved something that he said. He said it was so sweet. He calls his wife his sweet tea. He said that that is his cup of tea and she's sweet. And so shout <laughs> out to Waverly and Luther for letting us know that love still exists, even in 90s. Mm-hmm. And so okay. Edison, now the expectation is if I'm ever in the hospital in our 90s, oh, I, I, I need I you. To walk to wherever I'm at. So I can't take an Uber. You can't take an Uber. You need to walk <laughs> to me so that I know it's real. Oh, so okay. That is marriage around the world. Guys, if you see any other stories that make your heart smile, please send them to me, tag me in them, because I want the world to know that every that everybody has the possibility to have an amazing marriage because it's out there and that is how God ordained it. And so go ahead. What are we talking about Man, today? That story right there was so inspiring. That is so sweet. But um, today we're gonna, we're going to be talking about something that um, I feel like is is you know it's the basis of, of all great marriages and um, it's expectations. Um, today we're going to be talking about marriage expectations, our marriage expectations, things that we've encountered, things that we've seen through counseling other uh, couples and and. Just, you know, talk about the expectations that, you know, you might have or maybe you're, you're listening right now and you're in the process of being, you know, you're engaged and you're, pro- you're thinking about marriage. We just want to talk about the real of, you know, what are your expectations? And not just any expectations. These are expectations from our first year of marriage up until, until now, now, which yeah. is 10 years of marriage, because those expectations are so totally different. Um, the people we were at, we were 20 years old when we got married. So the people we were at 20 and the people we are now here at 30. It's a big difference. It is a huge And you got to give yourself room to grow. You do have to give yourself room to grow. So our this is what we're talking about, the marriage expectations from first year to, to our 10th Ten year. year. Yeah. And so where do you want to start? Where, where do you well, want to start? I'll start with me. You know, I'm going to okay. go ahead and, and talk about my marriage. I'm going to just go ahead and jump straight into it. Okay. I know um, for me, like, my first year expectation, uh, you know, coming into marriage, being that I didn't have any formal background, my mom... I, you know, I didn't come from a, a household where my parents were married. You know, I was raised by a single parent. So I didn't have that, you know, that foundation. I didn't have that model, that blueprint, you know, for what marriage was. So I know my first year expectations, I just thought it was going to be like the Cosby's. I thought Absolutely. we were going to, re, you know, recreate our own little Cosby situation. And I know for me, you know, getting married was kind of like, you know, my my way of, of basically saying, you know, I can now create a, a family dynamic that I never saw. That was my sole purpose. You know, I could I could be the father that I never had, or I could be the husband that I never saw. And um, so coming into it, my 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 expectations were a little bit like kind of fairy tale. I just thought everything was gonna be like the Cosby's. I thought you know I was gonna and, and come down the steps <laughs> and everybody you know come through the door and everything was gonna be all right. And 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 but in reality, you know, it wasn't like that. I just expected everything to kind of be easy. I thought marriage was going to be a continuation of dating, but you know, that's not the case at all. Marriage is not just a continuation of dating because you know, truth of the matter is that there are certain, you know, obligations and there are certain responsibilities that come with marriage that don't necessarily come with With dating, dating. especially in today's time. I definitely agree. I'm, I'm with you on the whole fairy tale thing. If anybody has ever been around me, one of the words that is used to describe me best is animated. Yeah. I'm extremely (laughs) animated. I'm a huge Disney fan, even at 30 years old. And so I grew up watching all the Disney movies, all the princess movies. And all I could know, all I know is that you're supposed to get married and live happily ever after. There is nothing after that. So I just had this 
ideal dreamland version of marriage in my head. Like you said, I didn't grow up um, in a two-parent home. My parents were not married, so I didn't have a foundation. I didn't have a template of what marriage was supposed to be like. So I had um, a version in my own head that I created, and it was quite difficult and challenging for us. Um, I think, for one, both of, because we were so young, both of us went straight from our parents' house to, to living together. <laughs> yeah, to living together and getting married. So, and we didn't live together prior to getting married. So we officially moved in after our wedding. So bought furniture, bought together. furniture, all that. That was our first time. I mean, being adults. So we did all this at one Amen. time, and then I think it was just such a culture shock for us yeah. because we were went a, from like. Not being with yeah, each other, like being, having a break and then to being each other. Yeah, because like we also did long hours, distance. Like, we did long distance yeah. for a year before we got married. So when we got married, it was an adjustment to like, okay, we're here. Like every, I really like you. Yeah, like or we're I really here, don't like you. We're here every <laughs> single day together, and we have to pay bills. We had to learn how to manage money together. Um, yeah, just I mean, and anytime you live with someone, it's an adjustment. So we yeah. just spent. Oh gosh, a couple. The first couple of months was just well. I mean, of course we had fun in the beginning. It was just yeah, it, it was, it was fun, like roommates but at, at the, first, at, at the, but it was definitely a lot of adjustments. So. It was, it was, and that's the thing. It, it was a big adjustment. I, I don't think we really anticipated we how didn't. big of an adjustment Mm-mm. it was. I just thought it was going to be like more of a um like a roommate type situation. Absolutely. Like we were just like kind of like big old sleepover, big old sleepover, and we we were grown now, y'all. We mm-hmm. we used to be married, right. <laughs> you know what I mean. So I just thought that it was gonna be the, a continuation of that, but in reality, there was a lot more emotional things that came mm-hmm. with it that we weren't really prepared for, or we didn't even discuss yeah, prior to. Discuss. And you know, we did premarital counseling, and it helped a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But I think there's still so much um to be unsaid before counseling. Yeah, well, it's still I, I mean outside of counseling. There's yeah. still something that you only learn through experience, this you know. Even with our pre the premarital premarital counseling that we had was great. Um, it prepared us. We still, you know, pull from some of those teachings even now. Um, but there's just still some things that we like experience that we were like, oh, that's what he's talking about. You gotta about. walk it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I know, like, for us, finances was a huge, the major. Yeah, it was major. probably the biggest issue. Cause we had like we we still to this day like have two different uh, views when it comes to money. Like, I think we've gotten better. <laughs> I'm th- not saying we haven't gotten better. It's been a process, but I'm saying we just coming from two different households. We had two different views of money and and you know your first year of marriage you kind of like this is gonna be another episode of finance <laughs> i can't wait to do an episode on finances because you guys have no idea yeah the struggles we've had financially it's been, it's been. and the arguments we've had financially so we're not I'm, we're gonna we're gonna get into it just not now but not today no not today. that's a whole nother but episode yes that is a whole nother episode <laughs> when it comes to marriage and finances but no we we definitely finances was a big thing. I think not not necessarily the mismanagement of finances that first year. You're laughing at me. Okay. Not necessarily the first, not the mismanagement, but just the lack of finances was okay. a huge thing. Okay, yeah. Okay, you know. <laughs> no. no. We're, well, we'll talk about this on another Whatever. episode. But let's okay, get back to... Okay, go ahead. To, talk, well, I tell know, us about the financial part then. What well, do you think? Well, the biggest thing... Expectation-wise. Expectation-wise, I just thought that, you know, we were just going to put our money together and it's going to be like this big pool of money and we, we did, just was going to be... Yeah, we did, but you know, you can put all your money together and it's still like you know, it's still be de- um, divvied up in a different in this a different is, way. Yeah, this is true. And we all have different uh, we all have different ideas of we what are, what our necessities and basically. you know what I mean what are needs and what are wants. 
you know what's necessary yeah. what's unnecessary a trip to Walmart well, may not spend a day on cleaning supplies for it's no not reason. it's not yeah it's just not I love my house to smell like yeah, crazy yeah exactly so. you know I didn't yeah. I, that was my first time you know because you know I grew up in a household you know Caribbean background we used Fabuloso for everything like it was Fabuloso for everything and we, I need Febreze yeah. and uh, Glade plugins yeah, and plugins and those things are you know a, a bottle of Fabuloso was like what a dollar fifty a dollar dollar a dollar, so it's like you know, in comparison to a Glade plug-in, which is gonna go out in a few days. You know, it's a big difference. So our, our idea of of what was necessary was different. So That's that was funny. you know that was a process, and I think that was one of the things that, that you was just, also on our minimum wage. Yes. Um, we were both making minimum Papa John's, wage. When we first, like, yeah, I was gas station. Yeah, we were we were uh, minimum wage. Nursing home. Yeah, we yeah. we we really so imagine you know big spending on small budget. Yeah, but um. Just to kind of digress, one of like our, our one of the the realities for me was um, our first year of marriage is one of the things that we dealt with was like a major power struggle. A major power struggle. You know, yeah. this this manifested in uh, and it wasn't just in our finances, like yeah. in conversations about money, but it just it just manifested in every aspect of our marriage. Like our first year, like we struggled because you know, don't get us wrong, we're Christians and we 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 have we we believe you know. Well, we read in the Bible how how relationships should be conducted and and you know and and so forth, but living it is something different. It is something something different, and um, a power struggle was uh, it was a big big thing for us. I think our power struggle came. Oh, how can I say a lot? Well, a lot from well, for, okay, I have a very strong personality. Oh, you, you, this is new. <laughs> <laughs> I have a strong personality. I've, well, I've gotten better again, the, I'm ever evolving. But yeah, I have a very strong personality. And if you meet the women in my family, we all, like, I don't know, we don't have timid women in our family. And I'm so, it's so crazy because Edison doesn't come from timid women. The women no. in his family, <laughs> yeah, they're island women. They're very, very blunt, very straightforward. You know, they're, and so we went into a marriage where, like I would put like I guess a demand on him to lead and say you need to do this you need to do that but and then, this is how I want yeah you to and this is how so it's very mm-hmm. demanding and micromanaging oh, it was just it was a struggle and I don't I don't even know how to explain it it was a I, what it was I think it was like it was growing pains in the, in in a sense where you know when you when you first go into that first year of marriage you have an idea of who your spouse should be right you know that's and good. you know not and, who they are but who they, who they should, should be, be. And, and then so you throughout spend so time, much time trying to make them who you think they exactly. are instead of embracing who they are at that moment and letting God transform them you know and, and I kept trying to push him to lead and do something and he kept trying to like tell me to submit in the way that he wanted to submit and it was just a power struggle. Like, I don't even know if we're explaining it the correct way. Now, I want, because I want to, like, jump a little bit deeper into it because okay. it's like, in, in today's society, like, you know, I just see it on social media and just with various other couples in general. Like, we have this, like, thing where it's just, like, relationship goals. That's, mm-hmm. like, you know, that's, like, a blanket statement. It's a hashtag. People put it on T-shirts and it's relationship goals. But when it comes to relationship goals, who are you really basing your relationship on? Like, people that you don't know or people who take great pictures. And I think when you get into marriage that first year, you have this idea of who you believe your spouse can be, or, or you want to put them into this picture slot, or you want to put them into this, um, to this, you know, create this image and you want them to fit that description. 
So you spend the first few years just trying to like, you know, upgrade them. Kind of like that Beyonce song, let me upgrade you. But in reality, in the process of you upgrading that person, you're tearing them down because you're basically letting them know that who they are is not sufficient enough. And, you know, we had a lot of that going on in that first year where it was just like, you know, I just want to make you better. Yeah. You know, I, I just want, you know, I, you have so much potential, but it was never like, you know what? Let I me love you for who you are. It was like, you could be better if there you did you this, go. or you would, be, our, our marriage would be better if you said this or did it this way. or And so, yes, it was definitely a lot of us trying to change each other. And but it was with the idea that we were trying to make each other better. But you can't make something better until you get to know that thing. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Absolutely. And then I think, um, and then our our quote unquote better was not what God wanted for us. You no. know, it was just us looking and saying, "Oops," you know. But once we, because we, because we also didn't have a relationship with God at all during our our the first couple of years of our marriage. And Speak for yourself, sister. Uh, please, <laughs> neither one of us had a relationship with God. I'm we, with the church. We we were churchgoers. There's a difference. <laughs> and so we were also trying to instead of seeking God and saying, okay, God, who is he or who you called him to be or who have you called her to be? We were just like, oh, this is what you need to do. I mean, even down to so dressing. How can I help them get yeah, to the day? So it was, a, it was definitely a power struggle. I, I, I struggled with learning how to, to submit. I think he struggled with learning how to, to lead a stubborn wife. And so it was definitely, it was, it was some, it was some 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 Bumps transitions, but we yeah. made it. We made it ten we years did. later. You know, we made we it. We did. So that was one of our realities in our first year of marriage. We did not expect the power struggle. Um, did not expect arguments. We did not expect what else was there. We didn't expect a baby that quick. Oh yeah, this is true. <laughs> we did not expect we a baby. We did not expect a baby. We had it all planned out. We were gonna be like, oh, we're, we were just gonna live our life for the first, you know, what eight years. We didn't plan yeah. on having kids until like, we like said at around least now. Yeah, yeah. twenty five. We said at least twenty five. We wanted to be married for five it didn't years. Like that. Before we had children, and I got pregnant on birth control with our first son. We found I know, out right a month before our first anniversary that we were expecting a child. So getting ready to go on a cruise. Yeah. Getting ready to go on our first vacation together. And like I said, you put that on top of college (laughs) on on top of already tight budget. And we were just stressed, not stressed y'all. We were stressed out and it was just a big, a big adjustment for us. Um, I think another thing that we learned our, our expectations when it came to our first year of marriage, and this is this was our experience because we were also twenty years old in college, um, pre social media days. But we, I think, really expected a whole lot more friends and a whole lot oh, more man. support. It's different now it's than different it was now. before. People like, have a lot. I see a lot of young couples who have support when they get married. That was not our story. Um, no. Our like when you tell people you're at twenty, you want to yeah. get married, they look at you like you got leprosy. Like yeah. something's and, wrong and so with we, you. Like I mean, our why would you want to do that? Literally scattered oh, after man, our they wedding. Were gone. They were just yeah. like, and so like I said, now I did, nowadays I see it's. I different. don't blame them, you know, but I, I just like <laughs> then it was it like was harsh. It, it was, was man. and so we felt alone. It was really nobody we could have turned to during that no. first year. So a lot of us, a lot of us, our us figuring things out came from us. Because when you have nobody else to turn yeah, to, but, exactly. But it was just us. so that was definitely. That was one of the that was one of the yeah. uh, experiences that we had, and I think it shaped us because at the end of the day, I think sometimes having a lot of friends can can be both a good and a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Because you know whether you want to or not, you're going to compare your relationship to your friend's relationship, and I mm-hmm. think God had us in that season where He was just like, you know what, I'm not going to give you a whole bunch of friends because I need you to have a 
develop a better relationship with me and and as a result, you know, we since we didn't have friends to go out with, we just kind of, you know, created we became that 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 support system for other marriages that came up behind ours mm-hmm. in our church, you know, we we established a a a couples, you know, a couples counseling group and mm-hmm. we did our, you know, we we've were been young. Doing that actually for, for some years. We've now. been doing it for uh 9 years now. We've been yeah. um uh, we we attend God's Image Worship Center and here in in the area in CS in the CSRA in North Augusta, and we've been leading the marriage group for nine years. Good yeah. grief, I can't believe it's been that long. But yeah, and so it, it it's definitely was God. It was God ordained. God had to isolate us for a reason. But yeah, I mean, it was that was a, also a tough season. You know, we we were just out here in the world alone. But fast forward to ten years later. And I mean, where, where would you say that we're at now, 10 years later, what are our expectations and our realities now? I think, you know, 10 years later, just before we get to that, I want to let everybody know that you will make it. Absolutely. The first year is going to be rough. It's going to be bumpy, but you shouldn't give up. You know, it gets better every year. I'm I'm one of those people like I'm, I'm a firm believer that every year of our marriage, just every year of our life in it's general has gotten better. Yeah. God has opened up more doors. We, we alluded year. to the fact in the beginning that we were tight financially, but every year our pay and our, you know, things in our lives have increased in the beginning. It just seemed like it would never get, you know, mm-hmm. we would never make it out or we never, it never get better. But one thing that I, you know, that I believe that if you stick with it, mm-hmm it will work itself out. And, um, that's just been, that's been a a theme for our marriage, you know, since the beginning is, is just, you know, sticking with it. Even when times were hard, we stuck with it. And, um, even in, in seasons where they were, it was a little bumpy, but you know, we both made a commitment in the beginning that we were going to stick with it and we seen it through. So I just want to encourage every young, you know, young person or, or young marriage or new marriage, or, you know, just existing marriage hey, that's seasoned. You will make it. You it's going to be all right, it. y'all. That's what we on this podcast for, to yeah. encourage and y'all. We've seen, we've seen the highest of highs together, and we have definitely seen the lowest of lows together. Mm-hmm. And, and and the one thing I always tell people about our marriage is if I could sum our marriage up in, in one phrase, is that God is a redeemer. He's a, he's a restorer. He has completely redeemed our marriage. He has completely restored our marriage. Where we are now is a place that I don't think we saw five, five, six years ago. You know, we are in a place of, of such peace in our marriage where in such growth that, that it literally, I can't take credit for it. He can't take credit for it. It's a God thing. And so you will make it, um, you'll make it out much better than, than who you were before. So just fast forward, you know, 10 years later, uh, one of the things that, you know, I expect that the going forth is, you know, I just want to continue, you know, communication and yeah, transparency because, you know, those have been like the, our saving grace. Yeah, it has communication that because, you know, when things got really bad and, and, you know, in situations were bumpy, like we always had this relationship where we could talk about mm-hmm. stuff. You know, we always had we like are some huge talkers. Yeah. We talk into the wee hours of the night. Sometimes we talk and mm-hmm. we'd have to be to work the next day at seven o'clock, mm-hmm. but we talk, and we were one of those people. We're, we're just one of those couples that if we have an issue, we're not just gonna like go to sleep and not no. talk about it. We're gonna talk no, about truly, it that night. We truly believe before in, we go to do sleep. Do not let the sun go down yeah. on y'all wrath. We talk about everything. And then something I always tell people is that we we are not afraid to have those hard conversations, no. like or laugh at ourselves. We are laugh at ourselves, like, and I say, like, 
I mean, oh, something is like, I mean, have you gained, you know, conversations that, that would probably hurt someone's feelings. We are no. not afraid to have those conversations with each other and be transparent because we want to constantly grow, grow together. We, I, I understand that I'm married to him. I'm not married to the world. I'm not married to anyone else's expectations of me, but him. So it's very important that we are honest and transparent in our marriage and, and what we want from each other and what we don't like. So we are not afraid to have hard conversations and we, communicate a lot communication is a huge part of us 10 years later versus a year ago we did i mean not a year ago but our first year we didn't know how to communicate with each other no, we not at all. argued a lot i mean arguments would span two weeks two three weeks now just festering just festering now i mean i'm no no exaggeration we don't even stay mad at each other for more than a no. Couple of hours. Yeah, a couple yeah, of hours. At the most, it'd probably be like when day. we get home. Like, yeah, right, once right. once somebody's home from work, let's talk it's about like this. let's talk about this. Yeah, we don't and I mean, gosh, our arguments now are so few and, and in between. And I don't say that in a braggy way. I say that in the oh God, you did What's that. My arguments because my wife is petty, y'all. I'm not petty. <laughs> I'm not petty, y'all. Again, a whole nother now, podcast. Because pettiness is, knows no limits. Okay, I may be petty, but let me tell y'all, he is <laughs> stuck. Burn. Do I'm you not gonna lie. Oh, God's still stubborn. working on me. Yes. He's still he's stubborn, guys. That's so. that island in me. I'm petty, but he's stubborn. <laughs> so honey, y'all pray That's for That's a us. bad combination. It's a it? bad combination. That's why we have to communicate and pray. Because if not, yes, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> and so, but we have learned how to communicate. And that's our expectation. And that's our, our reality. Our re- I mean, I, we expect to always communicate with, with each other. I expect him to tell me something's wrong. And he expects me to tell him the same thing. And we also expect that freedom for each other. Don't shut me down when I'm talking. Don't disregard my feelings. Let me express what where I am and what I'm feeling. And the thing that I love about it, it's not have to give him credit for this, like, when it he is so in tune to me um, as as a, as a husband, oh. he is. He's so. In, I mean, he can is literally right? look at me from across the room and tell. Like even if it's not him that's bothering me, if anything is bothering me, he can look at me across the room and say, "Okay, something's wrong." Or or if I'm quiet during the day, if it's on the weekend, he's like, you know, he's very in tune with me as a husband, and I'm I'm so grateful for that because even when I don't want to talk about something. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? No. Because I can tell what's wrong with you. Yes, and I'd be like, what's wrong? I don't want to talk about it. Yes, and he pushes me to talk oh. about it because we've made communication such a big part. And I just sometimes it's scary how much he knows me and how much he can tell when I'm off. And, and, and like I and even if we're not looking at each other, if we're over the phone, he's like, Hey, what's wrong? Or or he'll be like, Hey, this happened. I saw when this happened. I know I know you felt this. And so it really it's like I said, it's so beautiful, but it's so scary at the same time to have someone be so in touch with me. But he is very, very in tune with me. And I and I that's one of the things that I love about him because he provides a safe place for me as a husband. He provides a place for me to be completely open and completely vulnerable and and I do appreciate that. Oh, I appreciate you because you, you know, honestly, like being married to somebody who's like, you know, funny as she is, she makes it easy. You know, <laughs> every day this I'm a clown, like, she, y'all. she has me laughing I'm and rolling. Front whether it's like memes on Instagram that she sends me or videos or whatever it is, like she just has me laughing. And the thing about it, you know, you gotta find somebody who, you know, who I wouldn't say is the opposite, but you know, has a characteristic that you don't necessarily I'm very much of an introvert. Like mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm more of a like sit. And I am the opposite. Oh man, she is the life of the mm-hmm. party. So it's like the thing about it, like 
she she has she has those characteristics and she has you know those things that I I desire to be I want to be life of the party but I just don't have that so <clears throat> I thank God for you know bringing somebody in my life that that just you know fulfills those things uh, one of the other expectations as we get ready to um wrap up our episode one of the other expectations ten years later that you know I feel like is essential is like I feel like we you know. Growth. I think growth and self-evaluation is mm-hmm. is something that you know I expect us to continue to do. And, and Grow, the thing, growing together, yes. not just growing separate. No, yeah, just growing together. Growing together is very important. And giving each other room to grow. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes in relationships, like you don't give that person the room to grow. You expect them to be the same person that they were in high school or in college, mm-hmm. and you know that stifens a relationship. Like it you does. need to give each other room to grow. Like I may not like, you know the same things that I liked five years ago. And that's okay. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And and, and it ought to be okay. And the other thing is is self-evaluation. Like, I want us to be committed to evaluating ourselves, you know, on a a regular basis. Like, how, what are we contributing to the relationship? How are we making Mm -hmm. things better? You know, I think the key to any healthy relationship is self-evaluation. When you're not focusing on the other person, Mm -hmm. but you're focusing more so on yourself. And then another part of self-evaluation and and just evaluation period in your marriage and, and in your life in general, because I mean, our, like, like he said, we've grown, we've evolved, you know, our first year we got married, there were no kids. Now we're 10 years later. We're about to have baby number three. And so (laughs) maybe that is, (laughs) it's so annoying. And so we, here we are 10 years later. And so part of that evaluation is sometimes saying, you know what, what worked for us in one season, but is no longer working for us now. You know, that's another big thing. Cause I think you can, we can kind of get stuck in a rut and say, Oh, it's always been this way. No. Or, you know, this works. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But there are some things that you, you do to need to say, you know what, this was working over here in this season, or this worked when we were 25, but Hey, it's not working anymore at 30. And so that's part of that self-evaluation. And another reason why I said, making sure you grow together because we've grown apart before. Um, in our marriage, we, we had a season where we grew apart and we were so distant and we wanted different things. And it was a very, very tough season for us. Um, a season I don't think either one of us thought we would make it, make it out of. I don't think that we thought like, okay, we can ever get back on the same page. It was a, it was a tight season. So, you know, that's why it's important to make sure to have that communication, to make sure that you're praying together, that you're always making goals together because it's it's so important. In and a it'll marriage. creep up on you. It will creep up on you, man. Before you know it, you'll be like, I'm living with a stranger. Yeah, you know? I don't know this person. And so it's important to grow together. And give each other room to and grow. Because at the end of the day, I think the, one of the, the main you know reasons why we went through that season is because we couldn't see each other being anything but mm-hmm. who they were. And you know, when you don't give a person room to grow, like you kind of box them in and they kind of feel, they kind of feel like they're imprisoned in the relationship. And the only way for them to get out of that prison is to break out and, um, in the relationship. But I'm just happy, you know, where we are 10 years later. And, um, that, that's, that's our, our, you know, first year, first year expectations. Um, And I think like one of the last things that we, we say before we wrap it up, is just how we've learned how to manage, I guess us as far as like our roles in this marriage, that's been a big thing for us is managing our roles. You know, we talked earlier in the episode about the power struggle. I think we've gotten a whole lot better. If not, I think we figured the whole power struggle thing out. What do you think Edison? To be continued.
<laughs> You're so silly. Yes, well, so we're still working on it. No, 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 no. It, it's the power struggle has it, it's totally gone. You know, because at the end of the day, you know, we have this, we have this like this belief where you know I'll plan, and she'll pray. And, you know, Absolutely. I, 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 where I used to fight him on leading the family, I give him full reign and it's me saying, I trust you. I trust that the vision that you have for me and the kids and for that, for your family, I trust you. I trust what, what God speaks to you. And so when he tells me he has a plan for something, my job is to pray, not to fight him on it, not to try to change his mind. He plans, I pray. And that's kind of where, how we, and I mean, he prays too. We plan together, but that's just our thing is he'll And sometimes the thing about it, it, the roles can be vice versa. Sometimes she could plan and I'll be praying. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to give each other room to, you know, to allow the roles to, 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 you know, to switch, you know, and and think about it as a man, it doesn't make you any less of a man. Mm -hmm. If you allow sometimes, you know, your wife to, you know, make a certain plan and you just pray about it Mm -hmm. because I, you know, I'm going to be the first person to tell you, like, I don't know everything. And there's certain things, there's certain experiences that my wife may have had and she may be skilled and and be experienced in that I don't know. But the thing I I ask God for, God, you know, give me, you know, allow me to pray and and, and provide provision and and just support just because I don't understand it. That comes from, I think that that comes from knowing the strengths and weaknesses of Of each each person. You know, like he's very strong and very disciplined in the area of finances. So, we've allowed him, I've allowed him to take full reign in that area. And we've seen the manifestation in our finances. We've seen the growth. I've been able to get on the same page as him because I know that is his strength. So a a lot of that comes from being honest and saying, okay, this is where my spouse is strong at. This is where they're weak at. And I'm weak where they're strong or I'm strong where they're weak or vice versa. So you'll know how to plan and how to pray accordingly. Once you guys are honest with each other about your, about your, about your strengths and your weaknesses. Yeah. And, um, one of the uh, one of the the um the last ten year expectations that we have is you know I just expect for us to you know just raise our children in a positive manner and it, just yeah, you know be provide good leadership to them yes. and you know our setting the positive are, example are for them and, and our children are a major part of our relationship they aren't the only part of our relationship yes. but they are so they're the sweetest part of our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I just want, you know, that's my expectation is to, is to continue to be a good husband and, and to be a good father and lead by example. And um, what about you? <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I like how you said that our kids are a huge part of our relationship, but they're not the only part. Um, that is something that I've struggled with because I am a, a self-proclaimed helicopter parent, y'all. Pray <laughs> for me. Like, I hub, I'm a hoverer over my kids. I, I'm that parent. That does not like to them to go anywhere. I don't like them to be out of my sight, and so I'm working on that. And I've actually gotten a whole lot better. You've gotten better. Yeah, my children are eight and five now. So I mean, girl, I take them now. I'm like, me, mom, come get them. But I mean, when they were smaller, I was awful. And so now that we are having another child, I'm already telling myself like, hey, don't go back to that place because I am just very, very stressed. You know that type of parent, and so um. Yeah, it's just very important that we take time for ourselves. It's very important that we learn to to sometimes not be mommy and daddy, but to be just husband and wife, just to be Edison and Denise. Because it's it's I I've, I've allowed myself at times to get lost in my kids. True. 
Yeah, you know, we we popping y'all, so our phone went off. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope y'all didn't hear that. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, we we'd be important. But um, the last thing is um, like our expectations that you know for me is uh, I, I want to be intentional about date nights. Yeah, and that goes time, into that. You know? Just making sure that we yeah, because that, that's also something we have not. No, and that's one of the things that we had to learn the hard the way. hard way is that it's important you know? to to make sure we yeah. take time for us and reconnect because the thing about it when you have kids like. Our schedule is full Monday <laughs> through Sunday. Like my kids are in basketball, oh, in cheerleading, in gymnastics. We've done and karate. Training. We've yeah. done soccer. I mean, we've y'all, my, y'all church activities, church. I mean, responsibilities at work. Y'all, my schedule building has tied. businesses, all this stuff. Like yes, yo, my schedule has us tied. Not tied. We be tied, y'all. Yeah, I'm and tied. So both. yes, and so when we get home on the weekends. I mean, and sadly, even our weekends are filled with things for the kids. So we get home. And it's like, oh, you want to do date night? It's like, oh, you want to get to take out and just sit home? And so we are, we're still learning this, even at 10 years, is to be more intentional about date night. It's so Don't important. get us wrong, though. You know, sometimes the best date night is, you know, sitting on the couch. It's sitting on the couch. Eating some crab legs. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and, that's and that good talking. You know, at Law and Order SVU, mm-hmm. and you know that might just be your only daytime. But you I have know. to do. I have to get. We gotta have to get out of the house because y'all. I'm the I'm the spouse that falls asleep every time we watch something together on TV. So I am that spouse. If we're watching something and we're home, I'm gonna be asleep before before the middle of the show or before the middle of the movie. So it's better for me to go out because if not, I'm gonna go to sleep on him and he gonna wake me up off the couch and say, "Baby, go to bed." And so I'm not a very good home date. I need we need to go out somewhere. <laughs> that's what. That's why. That's why we didn't. We didn't. That's why. That's why. <laughs> that's why you be wanting to go out. Yes, because I not, like I'm staying gonna, in the house. I like. I Netflix like staying home too, but I always feel bad when I fall box. asleep on you because I do it every single time. Yeah, that's true. I do. I fall asleep. I every, never think about that every single time. I'm asleep. That's yeah. true. You don't ever really finish the movie. I never finish movies at home. Anytime we get something at Redbox, I, I wake up the next morning like, babe, how was the movie? He's like, oh, Look. it's good. <laughs> I loved it. And I'm like. Yeah, don't take it back yet. Let I'm, me watch yeah, don't, it. That, that's always me. Don't take it back yet. Let me watch it. And because I always fall asleep. So any other people out there feel me, I can't be the only person that falls asleep at home dates. I always fall asleep at home on my that's couch. True. So I need, to, I need to go out in order for me to stay awake. That's true. Oh, Okay. And now I understand. Now you understand. <laughs> okay. so I was like, if we ain't going out, baby, mama gonna be asleep. But yeah. Um, but anywho, anything else you want to talk no, about? No, I think from that was it. Um, I think our first year up until ten years has been a journey. It has been a but journey. But those are, you know, those have been some of the points that you know, some of the highlight points that stick out to me is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you just gotta, you gotta be committed. You know, marriage is a process, and marriage is is beautiful. But the thing about it, if you never take the opportunity to allow it to bloom. And to flourish, like you never see the end result. And I think I see far too many relationships start and they end. And you know, people switch people switch relationships like they switch clothes. Yeah, and you know, no, stick with it, man. No, stay stick with, with it, it, man, because marriage is a beautiful thing. It's not just beautiful just for you, but it's beautiful for people around you. You know, to set a positive example, to you know, to have a household where it's not divided, and, and your children's you know, your children are growing up in in a, in a, a healthy home. And, you know, I don't know what else to say. I love yeah, it. I like, love it, too. I love it's marriage, cool, man. guys. Marriage is amazing. And and as we're, before we close out, I just want to leave you guys with something that I've read that I thought was so amazing. I've always heard the term happy wife, happy life. It's mm-hmm. always been 
the term and, and you know, like, hey, happy wife, happy life, make sure I'm happy. But I saw a term that says happy, happy spouse, happy house, which is insinuating that both parties need to, to be, be happy, happy yeah. in order for your marriage to be happy. I mean, when you think about a happy wife is such a selfish term that as long as I'm happy, who cares if he's happy? And so as we're closing and as you are determining your own expectations and reality, just know happy spouse is a happy house. Make sure that you are serving. That's that word that a lot of us don't like to use, but you're serving your spouse the way that God wants you to do it as unto God. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to our very first episode. This is conversations with the Kubas. I'm Denise and I'm Edison. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. All right.